0: this is the lucy beatrix podcast thanks for tuning in on my show i talk about all kinds of stuff from my past life as a fashion model for over a decade or my path to getting sober where i currently have over 834 days dry as well as my unlikely journey into the world of competitive running where i run fast and far all around here in new york city On today's episode, I'm talking about my greatest struggles in recovery, recovery from alcoholism and trauma, and how I use that pain to push forwards instead of fall backwards. Basically, I'm discussing how I use my weaknesses as strengths to be brave in the face of hardship. But before I get into today's show, I want to say that I'm nearing 10,000 downloads on the podcast. So thank you guys so much for listening and following along on my journey. That said, I'm currently looking for some new show sponsors, so hit me up at lucybeatrix.com, L-U-C-I-E-B-E-A-T-R-I-X.com, or find me on Instagram, and let's chat. Okay, on to the show. On the outside, people see me as this fierce, modern-day Viking warrior princess, defying the odds, breaking the tape at races, and crushing it left and right. That's because that's the thing I put out on social media. And we all know social media is real, right? Right? I mean, I have to give myself some credit where credit is due and own up to my accomplishments because for so long, I was taught to tamp myself down or to play dumb and not revel in the things that I've managed to do with my own body. But the thing is, I'm not going to water myself down anymore. I'm not going to play down my achievements because someone somewhere thinks that I'm not cool enough or good enough. I work really hard to do what I do, and it's important to me to stop and smell the roses and go, oh my God, I'm doing the thing. Because I feel like if I put myself out there of, hey, this is what I can do, maybe that's going to inspire somebody else to go after a radical transformation for themselves. And it'll maybe say, you can do anything. No human is limited. That's something that Elliot Kipchoge, one of my heroes, says, and I try to embody it with everything that I do. So that's part of why I put myself out there in this way of, hey, I'm like kicking ass and taking names left and right. But we all know that underneath all of that, people have their struggles and their obstacles that they have to face every single day. And I'm no stranger to the struggle. Even though I'm proud of the person or the athlete and coach that I'm becoming every single day that I put in the work and train hard, I still have to sit back and Sit with all of the things that make me who I am. And a lot of that actually stems from my traumas, my struggle, my grief. And while I'm pretty vocal about my recovery from addiction and how I basically went from subsisting on nothing but red wine for most of my 20s, even two years sober, I still have those struggles staring me dead in the eyes every single time that I, every single day that I wake up. I'm still looking straight at all of my problems and instead of running away from them with uh, turning to alcohol or substances, I have to sit with them and figure out ways to deal. And so part of my recovery is learning how to navigate my, my problems. So if you're a person who's trying to get sober or even just be, I don't know, more conscious and aware of their life and tackle their problems instead of running away from them, this might speak to you i'm just going to get into some of the things that i personally have to deal with every single day just like everyone else and i need to rem- remind myself and remind um, my friends that we're all in this together and i feel like a big part of sharing my problems with people because otherwise this is going to sound like a big therapy session um, part of why i'm sharing some of these struggles is to say to you out there the listener You might have some of these too and relate to them and go, oh, okay. Well, Lucy's got the same kind of stuff going on. And, you know, it helps to know that there are a lot of people in your court and who have similar types of struggles. So guys, (laughs) what you've been waiting for is here. I have got a list of my recovery challenges that I have to deal with every single day. And I hope that you can maybe relate or that it validates and gives you some kind of encouragement to know. I've got my shit to deal with too. Okay, so recovery challenge number one um, in my sobriety, something that I've had to face that has been very, very hard is my family. I have a lot of stuff surrounding my family, my upbringing that is hard. It's very hard. As you know, maybe you don't. I was raised in a new age religion um, called Christian Science and if you don't know too much about Christian Science, it is a very unique religion that was founded at the turn of the century by a woman who basically kind of defied this idea that doctors and medicine were needed. it was it was this religion that was made under the principles of mind over matter and that, Doctors and medicine were not essential, and so basically, what that means is that this is a very unique fringe community that I was raised in. And uh, <laughs> without getting too much into it, it had a lot of interesting characters. And while I'm grateful to be have been raised in this like very unique, very small, strange world it set the stage for a lot of confusion in my adulthood of basically how to navigate the world because we're talking, these people didn't even do, they didn't even have caffeine. Like caffeine was considered a drug. So, um, you know, to go from like the very sheltered, uh, Christian science community to then out in the world in New York city as a teenager, working as a model set the stage for a lot of strange, uh, incidents and I look at like my family and how I just, you know, it's it's a point of contention in my life because I've been the black sheep for as long as I can remember. I've been living in New York City for almost 15 years now. 15 years. That's a long freaking time. And I have always been kind of on the outside of my family. And sometimes it's hard for me to like see where I come from and know that I'm so far away from where I was raised. And I, I mean, I don't go home very often. I think I, the last time I went home was like four years ago for my dad's funeral. And yeah, its uh, it's kind of strange. And so that's one of the recovery challenges that I have to sit with constantly is just navigating the family. Because I don't know, I have a very strange, complicated family relationship. And I've come to learn that one thing that helps me through is just realizing you can choose your own family. Like you can you can build your own family. And I've kind of managed to do that here in New York. I have people in my life that I consider my family that are not blood. And I've really owned that. And I think that that's been very helpful to fill certain voids. Um, I have a very close friend of mine who uh, he, he. I talk to him every single day. And I've kind of like, I don't want to say I replaced I've replaced the time I would have talked to a family or whatever with him but I kind of feel that way with him and I have a few friends that like throughout the day I just like talk to as if as if we're family like I feel like they're kind of like my siblings or like they're kind of like parental figure type people if that makes sense but yeah so I kind of have chosen my own family in this recovery journey that I'm on to like kind of fill that void. Number two of one of my recovery challenges is my identity or this I this un um, unwavering feeling of just not feeling seen and just feeling like my who I am I, I just need it to be at the forefront I need people to know what I'm all about when they first meet me or else I get crazy so having my identity out there that's why I'm I think I'm really addicted to social media is because I need people to know who I am what I'm about what I stand for right away. I do not like to be misconstrued. I do not like to have someone think that they know me and then they have like these ideas of what I'm about that are wrong. And so that's why I put myself out there so much is because I feel like I need people to know what my identity is all about. I need people to know, okay, she's striving. She's determined. She's plant-based. She's sober. And I realize in my recovery that these are all things that I cling to that are kind of ego-driven and it's maybe not the most healthy thing in the world to be so attached to who you are out in the world and like how you're perceived but you know that's just one of my character defects is clinging to this idea of ego and learning how to get around that but yeah so that's another recovery, recovery challenge I have is clinging so hard to this need for my identity to be understood. Number three of a recovery challenge that I have is relationships <laughs> so I have friendships for sure I have my people I have got like my people that I could just hit up any time of the day and be like hey what's up hey what are you doing hey can I come over like those kinds of people those are like the people I was talking about like my chosen family types but then as far as like romantic relationships go holy shit <laughs> I have like a lot of baggage when it comes to relationships meaning listen I am such good friends with so many of my exes, like people that I've lived with, like serious relationships that I've been in. I have managed to stay friends with the vast majority of those people where we, I could call them up at any time of the day and be like, hey, what's up? How are you doing? And like, it's cool. But that said, for some reason I've had, you know, there's been hangups in my life surrounding relationships because I think it goes back to family stuff of just feeling like I... I don't know what it is. There's some kind of like strange, um, strange issues there. I don't even know how to put it into words, but I just know that relationships have always been this point of uh, weakness in my life because I think I've had this issue my whole life with thinking that a relationship is supposed to completely solve all of your problems, which is super codependent and unhealthy. But I'm also aware enough to know that it's not supposed to be like that. So I try to keep myself – there's an amazing Regina Spector song that really embodies this um, where she talks about keeping one foot on the ground. Like, I never loved nobody fully. I always kept one foot on the ground that's how I feel where it's like I always want to have one foot on my own turf where no one's like this is me this is Lucy like you can't control me and then the other foot I'm like I want to be in love so badly so it's like I kind of have this torn thing of like protection because I'm always afraid of getting hurt and I think that this goes back to literally losing my dad because I'm like you know my dad was like this this male influence in my life that just was undoubtedly always there, unconditionally loved me. And now that I don't have that, and I haven't had that for the past four years, I'm very weary about letting anyone in and feeling like that they could leave at any time. So yeah, <laughs> relationships are a challenge, especially in recovery, because I feel like I am so self-aware right now. I'm so sober, so the most sober I've ever been. So it's hard to like have someone in that. That all said I have a boyfriend now I have, I'm dating someone I'm like I have a boyfriend oh my god it's crazy and like I have to say to myself constantly like this is new this isn't a, like a thing and I have to go into it um, you know I'm very excited but I'm also like very guarded and I'm trying to learn how to be with someone because I think part of recovery is learning how to be yourself for the very first time and this is one of my first one of my first sober relationships and I'm trying to just like learn how to be, be in it. So yeah, that's a definitely a recovery challenge for me is relationships and navigating love. But I am in love and I'm really excited. So, you know, <laughs> another thing that is a recovery challenge is perfectionism. I went from totally numbing out alcoholic to now Type A crazy workaholic perfectionist wanting everything to be amazing all the time. Like, I want to be the best ever all the time. And I've definitely heard about this shift happening in recovery where people go from being the perfect alcoholic to being like a total nut at their job or like going after whatever ambitions they have full on because you have all this time and energy on your hand. And you just like, you take all the energy you were putting into being an alcoholic uh, of navigating that all the hiding and lying and all that stuff, the work that it takes to be an alcoholic to then going after the other stuff that you've been neglecting for so long. And I know for me, I went after my finances and I was like, I'm going to get my debt under control. I did. And like, I started to save. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to start my coaching business. And I did. And I have all these athletes. and it's amazing. And like, and I got my running in check and I just started doing everything else so above and beyond, like crazy perfectionist ways. And I... I'm really proud. I mean, I'm I'm a type A go-getter and I'm doing stuff. But sometimes I get myself down when I'm not the end all be all best ever, <laughs> which I think it just, I don't know, It's it comes with the territory of, I guess, being type A. But it is a st- struggle of mine where sometimes I wake up and go, wait a minute, like, why am I not? winning every single race like yeah i won like five races this summer but why am i not winning every single race every single weekend like i get i get inside my own head that's how that's how out there i am but i mean this is just a recovery challenge of just sitting with the perfection perfectionism but i'm I'm learning how to get through i'm not as bad as i've been but i feel like i could always be better and that's i mean that's the cult of productivity that we live in this world that we have now where it's just like everyone thinks you have to be on it all the time but I'm learning how to chill so my last recovery challenge that I want to share with you guys is grief oh my god grieving is very hard while you're sober it's hard because you have to actually sit with all of the shit that you wish you could out. when my dad passed away I was not sober yet and that first year and a half two years I was completely numbed out. And so then when I got sober, I had to actually deal with the grief. I had to actually go through the process of losing my dad again as a sober person and be like, okay, this is how I actually feel. And these are all the things I have to go through, like holidays, birthdays, all that stuff. You have to do it all over again as a sober person. And it's horrible. So yeah, grief is at the forefront of my mind a lot. And some days of day, people always say like some days are harder than others. No, really, some days are just out of the blue crazy yesterday I was on my bike and it was raining and I missed my dad because basically I just missed being able to just call someone and be like hey like this is what's going on there's a hurricane in New York blah 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 I didn't have anyone I didn't have anyone that I could talk to and I felt like you know all my friends were busy people were like on planes or they were traveling or they were at a party or whatever and like I couldn't I didn't have anyone to talk to and I just missed my freaking dad. And so I was like, why is he dead? Why did he die? And then I just started crying and I was like on the bike crying and everything was horrible. And yeah, I just have to sit with that sometimes. And then I had this really crazy dream about him last night that he was there. I think my subconscious like felt this need to like have my dad. But I had this dream that there was a rattlesnake and my dad came out of nowhere and like grabbed he went right at it and grabbed it and I was like no no don't grab the snake and he threw it and threw it out of the way And I was like whoa that's really wild and as soon as I woke up I googled what rattlesnakes and dreams mean and it means someone is trying to like cut you or someone's trying to like get you toxic person and it's crazy to me to think that my dad showed up in my dream and like threw a snake out of the way it's so weird anyway so yeah The grief and recovery is one of the challenges that I deal with. Um, So between family, identity, relationships, perfectionism, grief, a lot of stuff I have to navigate um, as a recovering human and it's not easy. So what I'm getting at here with these um, challenges is that you may see someone on the outside and think they have it all. You can think that they have their shit together when they don't at all. Me, (laughs) not even close. (laughs) I mean, I pay my taxes and I go to the dentist, and to me, that's amazing. That's having my shit together. But I also want to be totally transparent that I have to work really hard to be this. And I'm like, if you can't see me, I'm pointing to myself and pointing to my face and saying, This takes a lot of work. Uh, getting out of bed and putting my socks on all of that (laughs) takes a lot of work even brushing my teeth um but i know that running has given me this tool to run towards the person i want to be or someone who has their shit together instead of run away from who i was as well as leaves me better off than when i started And I don't really take any of that for granted, and I'm just glad that I have running as a resource to complement my sobriety and my recovery journey that I'm on. So I hope that at the very least, this very personal overshare of an episode has helped you in some way, uh, or even just validated your struggles and feelings, and know that you're not the only one out there going through hard stuff. So feel free to DM me on Instagram. I say that a little bit wearily because people DM me all kinds of stuff that's like a little bit uh, intense. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm here for you. But also know that I'm also just a person. I'm just a human. I don't have all the answers. Not even close. But yeah, I'm also on this path. We're all in this together. So yeah, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Until next time, just be fast. Just win.